Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to Ramble Reacts. England scored two non-penalty goals, but were denied a win. It's Tuesday, 27th of September. I'm Marcus Feller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Brassel. Well, bugger me, gentlemen. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> at 2-0 to Germany... I'd have bitten all of your hands Can't off. Can't we do for that at the outbreak? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, it, it, well, it's a funny old game, isn't it? I tell you what, one minute I thought to myself, flipping heck, I'll settle for the second round of the World Cup. And then a few minutes later, I was thinking, oh, here we go. Here we bloody go. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and fortunately, Kai Havertz and Nick Pope brought us back down to earth, which. All things considered, Luke Moore is probably for the best. Yeah, so three or draw. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, there's certain points in that game where you, you would have bitten someone's hand off for that. Um, but I was actually pretty impressed. And, and this is going to sound... I, I'm now very whoa, conscious... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I'm now conscious that people are going to have listened to me yesterday <laughs> and now listening to me today. And I'm not He's really, used the I word. I'll be totally honest with everyone listening. I, I myself, I'm not quite sure I'm going to square this circle. Uh, <laughs> yep. But you just have to go with me. Um, Far away. I thought, I thought that given given what we saw against Italy and given what we saw in re- recent games, mm-hmm. I actually thought England did well and they and they yeah. and they showed some positivity. They they almost it was almost like they chucked the shackles off. 
and mm-hmm. they they tr- found some tempo from somewhere, mm-hmm. and they actually kind of played a bit. Now the first half it ebbed and flowed a little bit. They they didn't seem that confident at the start. About twenty five minutes in, they picked up and they lost it again. And and I'm sure we'll come on to the the first couple of Germany goals. Um, but overall, I think there's some there's some a lot of things to be positive about there. And I just don't really know where that performance came from. And maybe Andy mm. and Marcus, you guys can kind of educate me on that because to I, me it felt a bit like it came from nowhere. I thought England in the first half they showed a bit, they were positive, they got caught out by a stupid error, then they get hit again from, from a brilliant goal, which can happen from another stupid error. And you think, okay, that's that then, because you know you you go one deal down, you have to push, you get caught out, and that's how it goes. But then it, that was not even half the story. It, it kind of opened up a lot since after that, and, and England gave a really good account of themselves. I thought, yeah, yeah, they did. And I, I always thought, I, I think really, if you're looking at it from a Southgate perspective, the way that he affected the change uh, at two nil, I think, was really really important because. Uh, Saka and Mason Mount had a, had a massive difference on the on, on on the game, and I think England had a sort of Mason Mount shaped hole for a, for a lot of the evening. But having said that, and having said about you know what the feeling is of the of, of the back of it, and how the way that it unfolded, even with the late equaliser, it feels like a boost. It feels like you know, a breath of life after some moribund performances recently. I always mm. felt that Germany was set up to give England this kind of boost, really, um, both on and off the field. Because Pretty kind of them. Oh, that, Germany's shit. That's what it, it was. Isn't it nice of them? Isn't it nice of them? No, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that at all. I, I just think that Germany are a really good opponent for England and England are a really bad opponent for Germany, the way they are set up and the way they approach the, the, the game. Um, because Germany struggle to um, get past teams that, that sit deep. So they've done really excellently to get themselves a 2-0 lead, even if they played with fire a bit in the first half. I think you know they were nearly caught on the break a couple of times. And Germany are easy-ish to catch on the break, which England particularly like to do, which I think is another reason that, that they're a really good match. The other thing is, I mean, I heard a couple of people saying earlier today, well, you know, this is a dead rubber. And I was thinking, are you kidding me? You know, every time England play, it matters. And every time England play Germany, it particularly matters. So in mm. terms of context, atmosphere, um, the way the two teams actually match up, I always thought this was really set for England to give themselves a shot in the arm, but that they managed to do it from two 0 down, I think was really impressive. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I was a bit gutted because when England went three two up, I thought, oh, brilliant! That young lass, the German fan, she's crying again. And then when they <laughs> three all, I thought, ah, she's wiped away her tears. You know, looking at the bigger picture. But uh, Joe Cole uh, said. Um, in, in the punditry said you need two things in football the fire and the ice England had the fire but they didn't have the ice Luke Moore we come to fire you with that quote surely freezer Joe I couldn't agree more you know it's the link there isn't it she, he's obviously been speaking to Jules Breach before they went on he there and yeah. um, he's 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 bought into my foot, my now famous footballing philosophy so yeah. it's nice to see look I, I think Andy's makes a really good point and, and I think if England England struggle when they try and soak because they've got those players at the back mm. who are mm-hmm. a bit slower, so they want to play naturally quite deep. And you've got maybe someone like Declan Rice who hasn't been in the best form. 
um, and who isn't really that quick. And he's also naturally more defensive minded. And the whole thing falls apart when they don't transition quickly enough. They don't get the ball to the quick forward thinking players. And I think the reason they were able to do that today, whether they were kind of well suited to Germany or not, was, was, a, was I thought, for two outstanding performances from mm. Luke Shaw and Reese James out wide. I never thought I'd yep. say that about Luke mm. Shaw because we just haven't seen him this season. He's not really been in any sort of form, but he was fantastic tonight. Uh, you know, yeah. We're recording on a Monday night. Sorry to let people behind the curtain. He was fantastic in, in, in the game. And then last, but by no means least, and probably last but most, um, Jude Bellingham, who was absolutely oh, yeah. magnificent. He's so positive. Um, he He's always thinking forward. He can affect the game in so many different ways. He breaks up play. He plays the right pass all the time. He can pick up the ball in the half turn. Now, I was actually quite interested in... Bellingham doing that tonight, chiefly because I saw an interview with Paul Scholes um, uh, last week, I think late last week, where he said... And, play and him it, on the left. No, no, he said, I'd, I'd love to play on the left for England right now, is what he said. No, he, he, he said, and this is almost a case of if you're when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail, and I understand that. But he said he, he hates watching Man United, or he hates watching England these days, and not seeing players who pick up the ball in the half turn. Because yep. obviously that's what he was so good at. And with Bellingham, he can clearly do that really well. And for, for a player of his age, I just thought he was outstanding. And, and really, what? Andy, you've you've had some absolute shockers recently, particularly with your <laughs> beloved Turkey. But your call... On, You're never going to shake that, Andy. Call, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, listen, no, but... the fuel came from you. I, I would say that you have to hand it to Brassel. Um For every Turkey, there's a, there's a Jude Bellingham shout. There is. And he's been talking, he's been championing for a very long time. I would like to remind everybody, and I hate defending Andy. Um, but, uh, Don't remind he... him of what you're about to remind them of. There's no All point. All right, fine. Okay, that's fine. He knows Don't. what he's um, done. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think everybody knows. But uh, but yes, Bellingham was 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 brilliant. Andy, we 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 talked about him last time that we podded together, and, and so on. My, I, and I agree with. I thought Reese James played well. Where whereas he hasn't actually in, in recent games for England. I mean, I've. I've I think Rhys James, if he's not already, is one of the best. Of all those right back options, right wing back options, Marcus went on song. He's the best of the lot, and I've always said that. Yeah, I think he's a magnificent. I think he is. I think he's absolutely top draw. But I hadn't. We haven't seen it quite like that in the in the last few games for England. Whereas tonight that he was decent. But to 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 sort of dampen it a little bit, chaps, because yes, there were there were positives. I, I actually thought that when the game kind of opens up and goes a bit mad. It becomes more like a Premier League game, and that suits England because mm. that's what they're used to. Mm. Whereas actually, when it was more of a sort of traditional or typical uh, uh, big international, and big in terms of the teams that are playing and, and, and the type of game that that uh, you might come up against or, or, or be involved with at knockout stage at a World Cup. I thought Germany did look a bit better than England, actually. And I did think England, they are struggling to get it out of the back. They're playing it long. Um, Kane looked isolated. Uh, It did look more coherent than Italy. There's no two ways about that. But Andy, I just felt that I actually wasn't quite convinced. The late flurry was great and it it gets confidence and so on. But what do you think to that? Well, I I think really these these are two chaotic teams. Um, I, you know, I mm-hmm. think I said on Twitter just after full time, I wouldn't trust either of these teams as far as I could throw them at the at the World Cup. To be honest, <laughs> you know, they're, they're 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 capable of the excellent and they're capable of the the borderline incompetent as 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 well. I mean, you saw mm. Hansi Flick and his his, his bench like a 
pulling the hair out really um you know uh, the, the less said about some of England's defensive efforts particularly for the first two goals the the, the better although mm-hmm. I'm sure we we will come on to that in a in a second um I'm going to come <coughs> on to it go, in a minute go, yeah, don't, don't worry yeah. about that. Go, going going back to Bellingham um as you know I've said for a year and a half that England do not have another midfielder like him and um no. that, that he has to be in the 11 like like you you'd have to be an idiot to think that he shouldn't be in the 11 um and, and I respect everyone's opinion but you did say but <laughs> you did say Andy before about Bellingham um when we've we've you and I certainly I mean I've got in your slipstream with Bellingham and said he's got to start but in in a four do you think that that's fine. I mean, look, this is the system Southgate's going to play. Mm. He's going to play 3-4-3. Three, three. Uh, he may play 4-3-3 three, three against teams that he feels that England should beat reasonably comfortably, mm. um, whoever that may be, you know, perhaps against Iran maybe. I don't know much about Iran, but, you, you know, England will be big favourites for that game, for example. That will be a game where they're banging their head against a brick wall for a long time. They need the sort of patience. Oh, I would have thought so. In that game, that, that you don't habitually yeah, get from an English England team. Yeah, but you, but would would you be happy with Rice and Bellingham in the centre? Because again, at times I just felt they looked a little bit exposed, and Germany played through England's midfield quite comfortably uh, for periods. Um, I, I can understand why you say that, but I, I just don't think. I think if we're talking about Kane being isolated, um, putting. Mm-hmm. Rice and Phillips or a Phillips type player next to him uh, makes makes a rod for your own back really I, I think the fact that Bellingham is genuinely box to box he can make mm-hmm. the last pass and he can do the defensive stuff makes him the best possible option there he's he's a Swiss army knife mm. of a, a footballer like I said I mean in an ideal world I, I mean you could quite rightly say and we know how Southgate wants to to, to play I think you find a spot for for Mount as well, possibly in in, in front of of those two. I think that would be ideal. And th- I think the point where that really occurred to me actually is in in the second half where, and it would be really great if England had him. You know, we've seen all seen that picture doing the rounds on uh, socials again for the umpteenth time today of. Uh, Jamal Musiala and Jude Bellingham just five years ago you know they look, look <laughs> as if they're you know I, I, I guess they're they're like 14 at the time um, getting ready for England under 15s together um, the, mm. the way that Musiala was able to break through the lines you, you, you're looking at that thinking England don't have a player like that maybe Mount's the closest mm. I, I, I think but that that was something that felt um, as, as if it was going to be really harmful to England and if it was going to uh, um, really swing the game away from them in that second half, I felt. Yeah. Uh, Luke, let's talk about the defence, shall we? Yeah. You've been calling out for Eric Dyer to be included, understandably so. He's, he's played these last two games. Yeah. He looks pretty assured at the back, you'd, you'd say. Kyle Walker will probably be on the right side of that three. He adds a bit of pace and he's played there a lot for Southgate. Um Will Dyer play there? I mean, Stones has been the one. Um, probably England's best ball playing centre-half or defender, you, you, you might say, in, in terms of centre-backs. Harry Maguire. I mean, it's it is if it was ridiculously difficult to make a case for him before, then tonight, like, you know me, I'm Mr England and I love Maguire and all the rest of it, but I just sat there and I... I actually felt sorry for Maguire and I think to myself, it's, mm-hmm. has it got to the point where Southgate has to take him out of there? Because otherwise, this guy who is one of Southgate's, as we said before, like he's lieutenants, one of the kind of the big brothers, if you like, in the squad, 
if he's playing that badly or not playing at all for club level and then makes those mistakes for England, it, it kind of undermines a lot of the work going on. Well, it's a big gamble. Southgate has essentially taken a huge gamble with Maguire for these two games for the obvious reasons. And what he was hoping against all hope mm-hmm. is that Maguire acquitted himself well. So Southgate could then in the post-match say, look, he's never let me down. He was in the mm-hmm. team in the tournament for Euros. All the stuff you were saying yesterday, Marcus, yeah. you know, and, yeah, rightly so. Um, and then there will be no further debate. The gamble's not paid off. And it's kind of interesting because Southgate's not really a gambling type by nature, I don't think, based on what we've seen. He's but he never has played a fruit machine, lost. has he, in his life? <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so, no. no. And, and you should, if you're listening, kids, neither should you. No, exactly, um, yeah. That's not a criticism. And, here, and here's the issue. It's, it, he's now not got an opportunity to, to try anyone else out in an England game ahead of the World Cup. He now needs to hope... You know, almost like a caveat to the gamble, the addendum, the last chance, the extra life, if you like, mm-hmm. is that Harry Maguire forces his way into the Manchester United team and somehow starts playing well. He needs now, Ten Hag to do it to happen. Yeah. He does, and, and, and Ten Hag's not going to be motivated to do that. The same <laughs> way he's not going to be motivated to play Luke Shaw. But if Southgate picks Luke Shaw mm. for the opening game of the World Cup, he can he can at least show this game and say, well, look, he last time he played, he played brilliantly, and he yeah. did. He played very well. Now he can't do that with Maguire yeah. and he's now got a situation which is very, very difficult to solve mm-hmm. because he's now going to have to play effectively an untried combination if they play a back three yeah. and then it's further complicated by the fact that John Stones went off injured. Now it doesn't look like a bad one. He mm-hmm. probably will be fit again for the World Cup. So he's, he's now facing a situation where the gamble hasn't paid off. Fikayo Tomori, who's you know, gone and won Serie A with Milan and played brilliantly at last season by all accounts, He's not going to get a look in. So he's not players are now not really being picked on form, despite what Southgate said. Mm. And the further complication is Southgate, I think, went into these two games saying, I'm going to be ruthless. It's now not the time for this. It's the time for that. We're going to be ruthless. And now he's got a big problem. Yeah. So who knows what he's going to do? I expect him to stick with a back three. I think England should stick with that formation if they're comfortable with it. And I think they should open up a bit and go toe-to-toe with teams like Wales, Iran and USA because they're better than them and they can do it if they apply themselves. Yeah, I mean, it does look like that if you look at the defenders he's got in there, you know, Dyer plays his best stuff in a back three. Even Connor Cody, you know, knows how to play in a back three. Maguire needs to play in a back three. Carl Walker is in there because he plays in a back three because he's a fullback otherwise. You know, Stones would be the only other one. So, yeah, with regards to Tomori, I don't think it's happening despite my my pleas or anything. But we'll come to those who didn't get in in, in just a sec. Um, after the game, Gareth Southgate said it was the conceding possession that there was the problem. Tonight, in the end, a couple of errors have cost us. Uh, the goals, uh, of course, but I'll focus on the fact that they played with tremendous spirit and showed a belief that we haven't shown in the last few Yeah, but they're, they're, they're errors of Southgate's making, Marcus. Mm. Like he, he, Maguire's, Maguire's been the worst performer in that team today, yeah. uh, to, last night and, and he's caused essentially I mean you, it's harsh to say that he caused the second goal because Havertz scores from miles out and it's a brilliant goal but he gave the ball away and he's at massive fault for the first goal I mean, it's comical how bad he was for the first goal yeah it was, so, it was, you know, it was it's, 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 it's Southgate's fault really it was, it was funny actually I watched the game on uh, German television not that I don't love Jules Breach, but primarily, of course you but did. primarily, every time uh, you watch uh, Jules and England, England don't win. Outrageous! There's, there's no did you flick over? Did that. you flick over for the last few minutes? Herself. Is that what happened? <laughs> I was tempted, um, but you, you know, it's, it's interesting to get the other perspective on it, and it, it, it was great when um, uh, Maguire flattened Musiala. Um, they, they just 
they, they just went the book the play continued and uh, the commentator just broke off from commentating and he went harry Maguire, harry Maguire, as if like he was a kid that had, he was a headmaster and yeah, Maguire was a kid it. that had dropped some litter <laughs> and then just walked off without picking it up yeah. in the yeah. in, 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 yeah. in the playground and mm. uh, yeah eventually he was sated uh, as he came back but you know they're, they're they're very very honest with the with with the var like after the schlotterbeck challenge on bellingham they're just like let's just knock the ball out of play we know it's a penalty come on let's just knock the ball yeah, yeah, out yeah. of play you know yeah. they weren't even on commentating it. on the he next did, bit did. even though england was still on the attack the referee for that game who i think was the referee for the germany england germany game in the euros as well mm. he's so absolute box office with his slick back hair he loves it oh, yeah. and and <laughs> that that look that look for the for the england penalty mm. of the var was the shortest monitor glance i've ever seen yeah. it, it was it was literally under a second yeah like it, it was like they said go and have a look and he's like Really? Can you just just go and have a look? Fine, fine. There you go. Right. That was a good penalty. You know, just <laughs> a quick it glance. The first time. I don't know why you didn't see it the first time. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah. These things happen. But yeah, I mean, it's fair to say that that Kane um, w- seemed annoyed that that people have kind of not been counting his last goal for England from the penalty spot. So he was like, "All right, fine." Yeah. But if I hit it this hard into the top corner that well, that I'm going to force you all yeah. to go. That was a good penalty. That was, but that one counts. Would you say it's better? I mean, <laughs> would you say it's as good as Ryan Christie's penalty for Scotland? I'd say it was uh, hit with more purpose, but both went in, and that's the <laughs> both thing. Both went in, exactly. You know, and of course, Christie's exactly. was a winning goal, whereas Kane wasn't. You know, you see, exactly. Uh, so once again, Scotland win. But uh, but yeah, so, I mean, what did you think of England's uh, new new kit? The big question. I liked Love it. it. Yeah. I like it. I much prefer it to the um, home. I'm, I'm not one of those people who gets excited about kits. I mean, you're asking the wrong man there. You want to be asking probably Pete or Vish about this. Oh, but, I, oh Brassel. Brassel loves the culture. He does. Um, but I um, I prefer the away kit to the home kit. It's kind of weird because mm. they debuted the away kit in this home game mm. and they debuted the home kit in the away game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just agreed. I mean, there, there were... I, where I, am I, I think that is the main you. take home uh, from, from, from this game. It had everything it you would... I think, yeah, I think it's got everything you would possibly want from an England versus Germany game at Wembley. England in red, an England mm. goal that just about goes over the line. Oh, come on. Germany yeah. scoring a penalty. And yeah. Ilkay Il- Il- Gundogan put it in exactly the same place as he put his Champions League penalty for Dortmund yes. at the same end, didn't he? Do you know what, Andy? I thought that same thing. Did you? I really did. I knew you and would. Ha- I knew you would. And if Nick Pope had known his history, he would have he would have saved it. Um, one for the pe- one for the heads. That yeah, is. he did. One for the heads. Yeah. Just before we we we, we quickly move on to those who, who didn't make it. Yeah. Poor old Nick Pope. I, I mean, I'm. I have to say, I said this um, on uh, yesterday's uh, ramble. I, I. It really shows you that Pickford is England's number one from from the kick into the to the yeah, way it's, play. It's an error. It's an error, and I'll take Andy's point earlier about the no such thing as a dead rubber with England, especially when they play in Germany. It it matters, it counts. England would have won. They didn't, and I think there's a couple of points to make on that. One is that um, huge amount of credit to Kai Havertz because 99 times out of 100, that kind of doggy run gets you absolutely nothing, mm. but you have to always do yeah. it. And and the one time you do it, you get you know you get a chance, and that's why those those, those strikers are um are trained to do that, and you know good on him for following in because it's quite late in the game as well. Um, and secondly, I would say, on the other hand, doesn't really affect much at all. Nick Pope, Nick Pope will be in the England squad. He he won't be the first choice goalkeeper. Mm. Um, the only way it affects him is if Pickford can't get ready, 
and then he may go for Ramsdale instead. But Nick, I mean, no. because of the re- these reasons you said yesterday, yeah. I don't think he's ever going to be first choice for England anyway. And secondly, I'll, 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 finally, sorry, I would just say that um, I may be wrong, and you guys may know better than me. But it's quite out of character, Pope to make that kind of error. He's not really that kind of goalkeeper. No, he, he's, he's, he suffers from the kind of ultra-modern side of goalkeeping. He's quite solid. He doesn't but, I mean, struggle for the basics normally. But so in terms of, of history and, and you know remembering uh, past results and, and moments, the last time England beat Germany 3-2 coming from two goals down was ahead of Euro 2016. And we all remember what happened there. So... You know, maybe it's for the best. Did Eric Dyer score the winner in that he game? He did score the winner in that game. He yeah. did, did, did indeed. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Dion Dublin, and when I'm not banging my tube, I'm listening to the football ramble. Gentlemen, so let's talk about those who didn't play. Ivan Tony never made it on um, the pitch, which is understandable considering how the game went. I would have liked to have seen him have a go, but I mean, you're you're taking off Harry Kane in that sense, and of course, the manner of the game and where it went. I, I don't blame Southgate necessarily. Uh, and Southgate said himself, there is life for Ivan Tony beyond the World Cup. That suggests that he's probably not going to pick him for the squad if everybody's fit. Yeah. He likes does, Tammy does Abraham. I, well, I, that, well, well, go on, Andy. Make make the point. Make the I case. Don't, I don't. I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it does. What, what we're forgetting when we always talk about this, it's like with Tamori. It's a twenty-six man squad, so there are probably three, four, maybe five players who are going to go but not play at all. And I would say mm-hmm. that Tony and Tamori probably fit into that demographic. Yeah, okay. I, I think I, I, I read it your way, Marcus. I read it the way that he's saying that because he's preparing the ground for Tony to not um, to not go. Yeah. I think because you've not seen um, him, which is kind of understandable. Mm. Uh, I think Abraham deserves deserves to be there as the backup, uh, and I also think you know that's not necessarily. The end of the world is not the worst thing in the world. Um, there's there's always been players down the years mm. who've perhaps not got a chance here and there because of players in a position that are better than them. And I think Tony can 
you know, can, can, almost, it can almost be seen, and I don't mean this in a patronising way at all because it shouldn't be seen like this, but Tony's form has rewarded the call-up to the England squad. He's trained with the England squad. Yeah. He's had a flavour of what it's all about, which Southgate's done in the past mm-hmm. with other players, and it may well be that he needs to call on him because you never know. You're only a, 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 an injury away from needing mm, the player, but it doesn't... I, I personally felt that the reason Southgate said that stuff was because he's preparing the ground to not include him. Yeah, I know. I think that's fair. And I th- it, the, my final point about Tony would be um, he's the only striker, really, that's kind of more similar to Kane is slightly different but that kind of all-round kind of play I suppose whereas Tammy Abraham is is distinctly different and and and, and if Marcus Rashford mm. gets a call up cuz he can play on the flank or in the middle but mm. there we are Tony didn't play and we shall see if he goes to the World Cup but the the, the one who um uh seemed to cause a bit of stir was was Trent Alexander-Arnold not even making the squad at all um and this is one of those ones, Andy, where England are so stacked in that position that yeah. you're really going to take all four. I mean, I know he was planning on in the Euros and then and then obviously Alexander-Arnold got injured. But what do you make of all, all this chat? Because there's a lot, a lot of chat about Alexander-Arnold's frailties at the back. But then as Graham Souness, I think it was said, actually he's an impact sub. He might not be a terrible shout at right wing back if you got yeah. the back three. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for that. And again, I think he's one who'll make the 26, even if he doesn't necessarily play. And it's it's clear that Southgate's not really that into him. Um, I find the chat about his defensive frailties a bit weird when you consider that England are going to play with three at the back, whichever way it goes. I mean, really, the way that England play... um, should be set up for Alexander-Arnold. Okay, I think we've worked out that he prefers Rhys James and that's fine because Rhys James is an absolutely outstanding footballer as well. But I thought Henry Winter made an interesting point actually when he was saying it says a lot for... It it says a lot for Trent Alexander-Arnold's attitude. The fact that um, he never gobs off, he never moans, he never Mm -hmm. sulks. Mm -hmm. He turns up, he trains hard even though he knows that Southgate just doesn't fancy him at all. And I think yeah, you have to yeah. respect that. It's, a, it's an interesting evolving situation because I think the conversation before the Euros was interesting because of the form of Liverpool had been in, because of the performances he'd made and because of the contribution he'd made at the very top level, right? So that spirit becomes like a really legitimate conversation. But as you rightly say, he gets injured and so misses out. And I don't really think his form this season has been much to write home about. I've seen him in the flesh a couple of times this season, not been that great. He's shown a few flickers here and there. Uh, I don't think he's done anywhere near enough um, to, 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 for it to raise eyebrows that he's not starting in that position for England. Mm. Uh, but then maybe other people you know, who've, who've seen him think that perhaps you know, no, no one else has done that either. Because I wouldn't say Rhys James has been in exactly kind of frightening form mm-hmm. for Chelsea this season. Um, but, but then again, he did play very well yesterday. So, look, I, I think that an impact sub is interesting. I think it's it's it probably is a little bit overstated when he's at his very best, how quote-unquote poor he is defensively. Mm-hmm. But this season, I mean, he's just not been great so far anyway because Liverpool have had the start they've had, right? So... Um, I don't see it as a huge, a hugely controversial one personally. Also, because the, the conversation we've literally just had, there's a lot of good players knocking about, right? So not everyone mm. can play. Well, and of course, Trippi is the other name that we mentioned in these kind of positions. And Trippi has been very consistent for Southgate over the years, but will probably not start games because he looks like he's going to go for, for Reese James, there, which is which is fair enough. The only other positions, in fact, I think the the, the trickiest positions to choose now that I think. You know, Rice and Bellingham seem to be the two. Maybe if Phillips comes back, but 
perhaps not. But the trickiest positions to choose are possibly on the wings because it was always Sterling and Foden in my mind and clearly Southgate thought that as well, starting the two. But then you make a good point about Mason Mount earlier, Andy. Saka came on and, and looked yeah, really good. Yeah, but look good. what happens when Saka comes on the position that he's comfortable yeah, well, in. Well, exactly. exactly. And then, of course, you've got yeah. Grealish as well. So you, those are the positions that England are kind of quite stacked in as well. And when it comes to the 26-man squad... And I implore everybody to have a go. Find where you can do a squad selector. You'll find that when you get, when you've picked your various defenders and midfields and all that, you get to those mm. forward positions, suddenly your options, even though you've got those three extra places up from 23, you think, bloody hell, you, there's going to be some big names that miss out. You know, it could, you know the likes of Sancho and Rashford um, may not get there. Whereas, of course, you know, unsuccessfully they came on in, in the final of the Euros but you're going to have big names not going in um, to this squad for England in, in Qatar absolutely uh, yeah and, that's, and, that's, and that's the nature of it I, I, I still think despite the impact of um, Mount and, and Saka and having said that I would love to see a place for Mount in, in, in this team um, I, I, I don't know I think it's it's hard to back I, I think against Foden and Sterling I mean I think you look at Sterling in the first half his ability to drift into those central positions um, and to stretch a game on, on, on the left I think is is invaluable I think mm -hmm. when you've got wing backs to have those sort of players who, who who drift in and can do damage in central areas i think is, is is really really important again i suppose that's that's a case for mount to to a certain extent but i think sterling was england's most dangerous player in that first half and i think the flurry and the excitement of the second half could could make you forget that but for, for me sterling's a, a starter and foden is arguably the most naturally talented player in the team so I, I don't mm. think England did a particularly good job of involving him in the game uh -huh. last night, but um, I, I would still find it quite hard to leave him out. I think I think they're the trickiest ones because you could make great arguments it's, for it's so true, many of them. Yeah. But, but I do agree, agree with you on Sterling, actually. I think his runs in behind. Um, but you can approach it a different way, right? You can, you can look at it and go, those players we're listing that are all vying for those starting bursts for England in a tournament, they're all quite different players. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Perhaps you could tailor who you pick, given that really those kind of—I mean—they'll they'll be asked to do certain amounts, certain amounts of defensive kind of responsibilities. You are right, yes. But but you, you you feel like you want, or do you want a player to be technically very good and never really give the ball away and drift like Phil Foden, or do you want a player to be really positive and and run terrifyingly at a defender like Sancho, or do you want mm. the Sterling's runs, or do you want Mount's kind mm. of in between the lines? They've all got a different skill set, which I think is actually pretty encouraging, providing that, providing that Southgate is brave enough to let them off the leash and use them in the proper way. Because I think we saw um, in the game against Germany the impact that Saka and Mount had just by being super positive and being played in their best positions. And of course they came on when the game was in a very different phase. But you are right, I think sometimes... That could happen in the World mm. Cup, though, Mark. Indeed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think sometimes we... Sometimes, yeah, you're right, we fall into the trap of, well, who's the starting eleven? And that starting eleven is doesn't matter who the opponents are, but you're right. It's going to be Maguire. It's gonna, Maguire. You, it'll be <laughs> Harry Maguire. It will be in the starting eleven, and then we'll go from there. Exactly. Build <laughs> it around that man. Do you, what I would yeah. like to see, though, just as we, as we wrap up, gentlemen, is... I like to see Southgate take a leaf out of Luis Enrique's book when he um, picks the side because recently for these games, Luis Enrique <laughs> announced his squad uh, for the Spain national team, of course, while he was having a bike ride. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is nice, Andy. I did. Apparently, Luis Enrique is quite the character. Were you? I mean, I've, I come to you because you, of all of us, you'll be more aware if if you are at all. Yeah, yeah. His um, relationship and uh, I'm not even sure you can call it banter with the journalists is 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 pretty spectacular. Very, very enjoyable. When you were saying um, maybe Southgate should do it the Luis Enrique way, I thought you were going to say pick a front three, none of whom are strikers and none of whom are currently playing for their clubs, which is an interesting way of going yeah. into the World Cup. <laughs> that is an interesting or, way. Or, or if Southgate does do that way on the bike, he can at least cycle off as soon as he tell, tells Maguire that he's dropped him because <laughs> presumably he's terrified of Maguire. So at least he can, he can cycle away so Maguire can't catch well, I, up with him. I think if Southgate really... Before Maguire gets his fucking toe caught in the spokes <laughs> and falls over. I think, I think if... Um, I think if... Uh, 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 Southgate really wanted to sort of capture the the mood of the nation or, or the zeitgeist. Well, certainly in the cities around this country, he would announce it on um, a little electric scooter was in round some of the in, <laughs> inner city uh, with a helmet on. Yeah, but it would have to be one of the the, the rented ones because they're legal. Whereas I think, yeah, you know, and and Southgate, oh, mate, is... Gareth Southgate doesn't mind breaking the rules. Don't you worry about that, baby. <laughs> breaking the law, breaking the law. Oh, I know you're talking. He's a risk taker. Yeah. He's a risk taker. <laughs> Oh, dearie me. Um, yeah. Oh, apparently, um, uh, Luis Enrique, ahead of uh, tonight's game, because Spain are playing Portugal, um, he said, regarding Spain today, Portugal has better players than Spain. So a bit of a confidence yeah. booster for his men there. No, it's like Stevie Clark, isn't it? All, all the stuff we give to players is really boring. Uh, yeah. Well, at least Clark yeah. didn't say, and they're better than us, you know. <laughs> yeah. They went out and, he didn't need to. Yeah, he well, didn't need to. <laughs> he knew. They went out, and that's why they won those games, baby. Uh, but of course, Scotland are playing Ukraine uh, tonight. It's a big one. Scotland just need a point, Andy Brassel. They just need a point. Yeah, they really need to get their teeth into this one, don't they? They said. Oh, I see what you've done there. There's a point to pass England on the way up. I mean, it's it's, it's a great moment. And once again, Scotland, all of Britain is relying on you because if you can get promoted, then Britain will have representation in in Group A of the Nations League, and we know what it means for the union to for you to do that. So we're, we're right. <laughs> Wait, can, I, can I also just say that me saying that oh, Scotland will pass England going on their way up? Yeah, go on. I'll get a lot of Scottish fans will, yeah. when this show, show comes out going, we don't care about England. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I believe that a bit more if you didn't spend half the half yeah. thing you played singing about England getting relegated. <laughs> so it works both ways. It does. It does. No, no, no. As, as we say, as we always say, when when Scotland go out to play, um, do us Brits proud. Um, so there we are. Uh, <laughs> How does he get away with it? Spurs doesn't get any stick online for this guy. Oh, I get all sorts Unreal. of threats. You wouldn't believe it. Just to the, just to my face. You know, a load of Scots have moved to the southwest London <laughs> area of London so. just to try and find me. Be more aggressive when you criticise at Marcus. That would be my that would be my request. All you got to do is put a Jimmy wig on and you're away. Just walk through the crowd. You know? <laughs> he still gets away with it. Look, he's still getting away with it. <laughs> Oh, outrageous all he has to do is get his keys out on a Friday and everyone thinks he's a bloody legend there we are you see <laughs> thinks they know um, yeah where are we it's Tuesday today uh, still a few days till Friday well don't worry everybody it'll yeah. be here soon but there's reasons to be look, well, yeah, as we wrap on. up there's reasons to be positive about England you know? we're, gonna, we're not going to think about them as much over the next couple of months because of the way the, the calendar is yeah. but they've signed off with something to it's not a win yep. but they've signed off by playing in a much more freestyle mm. with you know chances and goals being scored. And that's really probably all we could have asked for going into the game, given the form they've been in. Yeah, there we are, you see. Right, everybody, thank you very much for listening to today's uh, Football Ramble Reacts. Join us tomorrow for the big one. That's right. It's the Football Ramble's guide to football fights. 
Come on. I enjoyed doing that one. I have to say, that that's one that li- will live long in the memory, so do check that out. And let me also just say off the back of that, if you've enjoyed the England chat and you want more of it, mm. this Saturday is the first episode of Lions Watch where Marcus and I really pick the bones out of England in the build-up to the World Cup in November. So that's something to look, up, look out for too, right? You're damn right, and uh, uh, I think he called you Andy there. What a compliment that would have been. You're <laughs> damn right, Luke. That's how that plug was. <laughs> there we are. Marvellous stuff. Thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, Luke Moore. Yeah, cheers. See you later. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.